Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It takes a lot. And so I wanted people to know that the truth about confidence and what it takes to create it is it feels like shit. It is hard. You doubt yourself most of the time. You will fall down and bleed, publicly look silly. Your family will make fun of you. You're going to be going against the grain and it doesn't feel comfortable as if it's going to feel good. Like anything you have and anything you've created, you've went through some shit to have it. Nothing is easy. So why would we think creating confidence is easy? And so I wanted to kind of debunk and demystify confidence and the bullshit that I always hear about. If you do this, you'll be more confident as competence. And I'm like, no, confidence is skid mark moments, pee dripping down your leg, fear, not knowing what the fuck you're doing, but walking anyway. Like that to me is what confidence is. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to Yo Quiero Dinero. I cannot, literally, I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. You're listening to episode 110, Why Confidence Feels Like Shit, with Erica Kramer, the queen of confidence. 
Known as the Cardi B of the personal development world, Erica Kramer, aka the Queen of Confidence, is a full-flavored, spicy, Puerto Rican international speaker and mentor to thousands of women across the globe. Today, she connects with an engaged global community and shares with tens of thousands of women on a daily basis to help empower, encourage, and inspire them to step into their confidence. But it hasn't always been this way. Having survived many traumatic experiences in her youth, Erica spent a number of years looking for love, peace, and validation in all the wrong places. She survived childhood sexual abuse, being brought up in and out of the foster care system, life-altering car accidents, and a whole lot of grief and loss. In the last decade or so, she's been able to turn her life around from one of hopelessness and pain into one of passion, growth, and success after going on her own powerful journey of personal healing. An international confidence coach, Erica also hosts a five-star rated podcast, The Confidence Chronicles, which is top 10 on the Australian Apple charts for mental health, with over a million downloads and counting and listeners in 70 plus countries. She's created a seven-figure global business by mentoring and helping those who have suffered similar life experiences to her own. Erica's story is one of triumph over adversity, and she is full of light, laughter, and confidence. She's a beaming and beautiful example of how you can heal your personal story to transform trauma into triumph. Y'all, I knew that me and Erica were going to vibe right away. I discovered her on Instagram and I was immediately hooked. She is magnetic, y'all. And her message today about what building confidence actually looks like is such an important message for anybody. Whether you are starting a business, whether you are a first-generation wealth builder, whether you are just somebody who is trying to level up your life, it is going to take some confidence and belief in yourself to do the things that no one around you has been able to do before. And so that's why I wanted to bring you this message. I'm warning you, wigs will get snatched, okay? You will be clutching your pearls during this conversation, and you will realize how much Maybe you've been letting other people's shit get in your own way. So if you are ready to transform your life and step into your confidence, do not change the channel. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Erica, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Janice, what is up, sister? We're doing this. <laughs> yes, we are doing this. Two Boricuas, y'all. You ain't ready for this Hell fire. No. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there right now. Why don't we start off with you introducing yourself? 
So my name is Erica Kramer. It was Sepulveda. Kramer was not. I'm about to say, I'm like, ¿qué carajos Kramer? Yo me parezco como una muchacha de Jewish New Yorker. They're like, Kramer with a K? I'm like, no. It's with a C. Um, <laughs> it is a lot easier to say Kramer in Australia, though. They'd be like, Sepulveda. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm a confidence coach, and I help women create confidence in their mindset, in their business, show up, take up space, do the damn thing. That's what I get to do. Ooh. I'm here for it. And I definitely can attest to the fact that I think especially as women, ah, there's so many things attacking our confidence from the macro level, the micro level. I mean, just everywhere in between. And I think what ends up happening is a lot of us just end up not living to our full potential because we're fucking scared. Yeah. So I want to break that shit down during this episode. I want you to talk us away from the ledge. <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to start off with your backstory. So tell me a little bit about you growing up, you know, what your environment was and what inspired you to come into the space? Yeah. So I grew up in Boston with my mom, who was a single mother. She had bipolar disorder and she was really struggling. You know, I think mental illness back then and even still has a lot of stigma. Nobody knows what to do with it. And so you know, she did the best she could, but growing up, single mother, welfare, food stamps, all that shit that, you know, you're probably familiar with as well in the hood and physically abusive because when she was sick, when she didn't take her pills, she would hit me, you know, la la. the neighbors would be like, ¿Qué está pasando ya? you know, the police would come, they would take her away, they would take me away and I would be in a foster home. And mm -hmm. it's so funny because as a Puerto Rican woman in a marginalized community, I would go into a white home on the other side of town where the white people lived, where they went to YMCA camp, where you're like canoeing and shit. And I'm like, what is this world? So I had this almost like fairy tale that was messed up. So I was living in these foster homes, but I wasn't with my mother. I felt like an unwanted, abandoned kid. I felt like a ghetto bitch, you know, in their house, like a stupid Spanish girl. That's always been my thing, Jenny. It's like, still the little critic inside's like you're just a stupid spanish girl what do you know right mm -hmm. it's like yeah that happened then and then there was sexual abuse there was you know a lot of just a lot of childhood trauma shit going on and when i was seven years old my mom and i went to puerto rico with her boyfriend and she didn't take enough medication and her my dad kidnapped me so we got into this terrible accident in carolina in the hills she was not well let me just say that and we smashed into a tree flipped the car for three days we walked i mean i'm a mother now it makes me emotional thinking like unwell mentally, but trying to protect her daughter. And we literally walked for three days, three nights. I mean, my little kids broke. We had kids back in the day, mm. if, you're, if you're old enough to remember kids. And we slept in cars and on bushes, crazy shit. And my dad heard about it and he took me from my mom. I stayed in Puerto Rico for a year. I didn't know Spanish until I went to Puerto Rico. I didn't know about Roji Gandule or none of that shit <laughs> until I went. So it was good. It was good. But when I came back home, again, same thing, foster care, all that. So at 16, the military came to high school, to our you know, cafeterias, and I'm like, I'm going to join the army because I did terrible in school. I was a bad student. I didn't know shit about two plus two equals. I don't know. Bad at math, bad with money, all that stuff. And I joined the army, married my high school sweetheart, went to California, didn't tell anyone we got married. He went to Iraq and I was in boot camp when the towers got hit. It was just crazy shit, right? So he goes to Iraq, comes home. We moved to Florida. We moved to Orlando so he could go to school. And we're out drinking and driving one night. None of us are woke. None of us are doing the work. We don't even know what the hell that is. We're both from traumatized Latinx communities where you're getting by, immigrant families. 
So we're out drinking and driving. I don't wear my seatbelt because as a woman, we always look after other people, right? Like, hey, ponte cinturón, you, and I'll hang out in the middle, just hovering, drunk, stupid Facts. idea, right? Like, and I wasn't even a mother back then. It was just a woman thing, I think, in a Latin community. So I'm looking after them. We end up smashing where we're going. Australia is 240 kilometers. It's like 180. The max that the car can go, 180. We hit a van, hit a tree, hit a ditch in Orlando, Goldenrod Road, and we smashed into a store. I was ejected. I broke my back, had to go to the hospital for 30 days, get metal surgery on my back and my ankle. It was like, a, oh, shit, what are you doing, Erica? You're in the military. This guy doesn't work. He's going to school. You haven't done shit with your life. And I thought I was going to be J-Lo, right? We all think we're going to be J-Lo. <laughs> yes. Like, why am I not J-Lo yet? What is going on? <laughs> so it was like a little wake-up call, right? I was like, all right, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to hair school so I could blow dry J-Lo's hair. And then if I'm needed... <laughs> I could be like a backup dancer. I had a whole plan. It's like my exit yeah. plan, right? <laughs> Your plan C and D. <laughs> so Janice, this is like a moment where I'm like, I have a second chance. You know, I'm going to get my shit together. So I started modeling. I started doing like in Florida, in Miami. I started doing videos with Pitbull and like reggaeton people in Miami. I'm in the military, Monday to Friday, in military costume. On the weekends, I'm in Miami doing like smooth magazine shit. <laughs> And then at night, I'm in hair school. <laughs> I'm like wow. total Gemini, y'all. Yeah. And the hair school was to get me out the army. The modeling was to get me to try to be J-Lo. It was just all this <laughs> shit. And it's so funny because, you know, I've had two kids now. My mommy tummy is real. But like I was so sexy and beautiful back then. And I did not think I was. I was like mm. a call for love. I was a seeking validation. Like, please love me. Tell me I'm beautiful. You know, look at me. Attention. So The following year, my husband was drinking and driving. I'll never forget. It was the Oscar de la Hoya and Mayweather fight, Cinco de Mayo. It was 5th of May. And we had a party at our house. No more drinking and driving. We were home. I had to go to the army. I said, I'm going to bed. Have a party at the house. I'm going to bed. My husband ended up leaving, drinking and driving, and he got into a car accident and he passed away. And I had no idea. I got up in the morning. He wasn't home. I'm rushing to the army. I'm like, you guys, let me know what happens with Gio. I got to go. And my army sergeant, Verma Lopez, who's a Puerto Rican from the Bronx, I love her. She was like a mother to me. She said, go find him. Anyway, it ends up that we find out he was drinking and driving no seatbelt, which is crazy because we just did that. You know, it was like meant to be kind of thing. And he passed away. And let me tell you, Janice, right there, I was like, I'm done. Like TKO, trauma out, control, I'll delete, like get me off the planet. I'm finished. I don't know what else to do with my life. Like I felt like I just got cursed. I numbed out for five years, drank a lot of alcohol, dated a bunch of assholes, wet, wasted money on them, did all the silly shit. When he passed away, I got $100,000 from the army because I had insurance and he had insurance. I wish like I could have filmed myself. I had a check. It said $999,000 to my name. And I spent every second giving it out to everyone, every dollar, like repelled from the money. How crazy, right? Mm. Gave it away. And then ended up moving. Uh, I went to Vegas to a hair conference. I met an Australian man. I'm like, yep, this guy seems cool. Skype boyfriend. He was a narcissist. But I moved to Sydney and tried to like, let my shit stay in America. It's not going to follow me across the Pacific Ocean. We're going to have a, a fresh start. If anybody's listening and feels like, oh, I'm just going to go on the other side of America. And no one's going to know. That shit follows you, okay? <laughs> it got into my suitcase and Noted. it swam. <laughs> it came with me to Australia. And I just, I, I realized that I was trying to run from my life and not healing it. And I didn't even know how to do that. I met another man, same guy. I say same guy, different dick, basically is what I say. <laughs> you know, <laughs> looked like the same guy, but it wasn't. Same energy. And then I met my husband, who was my personal trainer. He was my friend. And he's like, listen, I know this lady, you know, she's a coach. 
He was really lovely, gentle guy. I never, never had seen anybody like him. And that's when everything started, like working on myself, joining business programs, crying, dealing with the death of Gio. And then me and my husband ended up getting engaged, getting married, having babies. And I was like, I want to do this work. I really want to help people. I was doing styling. So I was a hairdresser back in the day. I became a stylist. And then I was like, now nah, I'm going to be a coach. So the, the confidence thing always came. It was the hair. It was the makeup. It was the clothing. And then I'm like, you look in the mirror, you still hate yourself. And then I'm like, now nah, we need to go to the inside wardrobe, like the thoughts and the feelings and start cleaning that wardrobe, you know? And I was like, I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. my God. Let me catch my <laughs> breath because <Mouthful>. that <laughs> fucking story, you are a miracle to be here because oh, I don't know. How many other people would have let that type of shit just, that be the end and that's mm. it. So thank you for sharing that. Even when you don't see the fucking light that you have to find it, you have to create it. Cause that it's, that's what it sounds like you did. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Let, yeah. Go <laughs> ahead. No, I'm like nine minutes of, brrr, I know it's crazy, it, but that's the thing, right? We, we get given these things and we're like, how did this happen? It's like all of this shit built this, you know, like, yeah, it's crazy. I don't think you would have the same perspective and the ability to do what you do now if it wasn't for all of this shit. So, you know, when you're going through it, it's kind of like, why me? But you have yeah. to allow the universe, God, whoever to give you that answer and just Putting one foot in front of the other is sometimes how you do that. Yeah. So you have a book and an audiobook that is called Confidence Feels Like Shit, which title <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, yes, it does. I'm like, I never knew how to fucking like yeah. explain how confidence feels, but it does not feel good. It feels scary as fuck. So mm. let's talk about that. Why the title? What does it mean? Like break it down for us. I love that you know this too. Like high five to you because some people are like, what do you mean? Confidence is great. And I'm like, no, that is not good. The skid mark situation when you're trying to create confidence. Yeah. So I, I had done a podcast a long time ago called Confidence Feels Like Shit. Just one of those shower wisdoms. Tu sabes que you're in the shower and the water gives you. Nobody's in there, just you and God or the universe. And I'm like, oh my God, it feels terrible. And I think people think that when I'm confident, then I will blah, blah, blah. If I was only like her, if it was only easy for me, and I'm like, no, anybody who's out there, even whether you agree with what they do or not, anybody who's putting themselves out there, like high five. It takes a lot to go against the grain. It takes a lot to believe in a dream that's literally a fucking thought in your head. And then you make it like you have a podcast, like you're here, we're talking. And this was once a thought in your head, who knows when, right? So in the shower, I, you know, in the shower, see, <laughs> we need a whiteboard for the shower, you guys, <laughs> somebody make it, you know, it's like, it takes a lot. And so I wanted people to know that the truth about confidence and what it takes to create it is it feels like shit. It is hard. You doubt yourself most of the time. You will fall down and bleed, publicly look silly. Your family will make fun of you. You're going to be going against the grain and it doesn't feel comfortable as if it's going to feel good. Like anything you have and anything you've created, you've went through some shit to have it. Nothing is easy. So why would we think creating confidence is easy? And so I wanted to kind of debunk and demystify confidence and the bullshit that I always hear about. If you do this, you'll be more confident as competence. And I'm like, no, confidence is skid mark moments, pee dripping down your leg, fear, not knowing what the fuck you're doing, but walking anyway. Like that to me is what confidence is. 
I love that you describe it that way, because when I think about the things that have leveled me up, it's always been preceded by a moment Mm. of like, why the fuck am I feeling like this? Who am I to be doing this? The imposter syndrome, the fucking terror. I mean, like for me as a super introverted, like bullied kid, never wanted to be on fucking stage. Don't turn on a camera around me. Like for me to be doing the shit that I'm doing can't even begin to tell you like what a mind fuck it is to even (laughs) just see myself like my father the other day he's like I don't even recognize you like who the fuck are you because honestly and I'm like Bobby I don't know I don't know who the fuck is here but it's not the same girl that was in your house you know super just anxious and a hot ass mess and I think it really it comes from getting really comfortable being super fucking uncomfortable yep (laughs) Saying it again. That's it. It's so true. Let's talk about that. Like, what does confidence mean and feel like to you? So to me, I, I what I talk about confidence, I talk about it like a practice. So if somebody does meditation or yoga or any kind of exercise, to me, I don't see it as a thing. Like you don't buy confidence on Amazon times five, add to your cart and that's it. Ta-da, like you're done. <laughs> you know, it's not a fucking lipstick. It's not cheetah print high heels. It's not a town where you were living. It's not a college degree. To me, it's a practice. So if we look at a practice, if anybody meditates who's listening to this or does yoga, you don't meditate once and then be like, I've meditated. I am now meditated. Some fucking, <laughs> your kid says some shit or somebody cuts you off or whatever. Then you're like, ah, que pasa contigo? Like, where's your meditation? Where did it go? You know, like you got to get back into the practice. So I guess the biggest thing I want to let people know is that no one is confident. It's not a thing you go and do. It's an emotion you feel. And we know that you feel an emotion based off of what you're thinking. So if it's an emotion like anger, sadness, happiness, confidence, then we can create it. So I I look at it like a practice, like uh, you're exercising this practice to confidence. And every time you fall down, you get back up. You try a different thing. You learn. You never fail. We never fail. I hate that word. And they try to make it cool. Fail forward. Fail fast. Like, no, that shit's not a cool word. You know, fake it till you make it. That makes me feel like I haven't made it and I'm fake. That doesn't make me want to go again. You know, so I see it like a practice. And if you're not good at it, you just have to keep practicing. And even if you're amazing, like she's so confident in the moment tomorrow when a bird shits on my head and my hair is really cute and blow dried and everybody sees that I'm going to feel like shit. So there I go again, back into the practice. It's an never ending journey essentially we got to get we got to get used to the idea that it's a muscle that continuously has to be exercised and i feel like if you find yourself feeling way too confident in situations you're probably not pushing yourself to the point that you should right because i think a lot of us crave comfort obviously it's a biological thing we don't want to be scared we don't want to deal with anything that feels like fear but i think that that makes us be super like averse to the things that will make us confident, which is doing shit that you yeah. haven't done before and doing it maybe successfully, maybe not, but that's not <laughs> the point, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you said. It's like the up level, you know, like all the pain, all the hard stuff. It's not here to fuck you over. It's here to level you up. Like it's not here to ruin your life. Like, Oh my God, I messed up. It's like, great. What did you learn? Oh, I learned that guy was not a good guy. He came <laughs> to Australia. Okay. <laughs> adjust. Oh shit. I got another guy like him. Adjust. And then I found Hamish, right? Like if I take it as an L and it's a loss and it's not a lesson, then it's like, I can't learn from it. So then it becomes shame. It becomes something like, I'm not good. I'm bad. I fucked that up. And I go within myself and I'm like, no, just learn from that. Like you can't create confidence if you're not willing, like you're saying to take risk 
and be out there doing the scary skid mark stuff. I mean, that's the stuff that that up levels everyone. And so I think that that's when we look at confident people, they're constantly in the practice. Like we're talking about JLo, like I'm sure she bombs some of her music, her beauty, her clothing. Remember when she had clothes and I was like, what are these clothes you're making JLo? They're not even cute. Who cares? She's out there. She is working. She doesn't give a damn what people think and it messes up and she gets better or she shies away and never does anything again. How is that going to work for us? It doesn't, you know? Let's talk about that because I feel like especially Latinas, we are so guilty of caring what other people think. And that shit is like ingrained in us from family. Like, don't mm -hmm. do anything that's going to get attention. Don't make people talk. You know, que van a decir la gente. That's like a whole fucking theme. Yeah. Um, yeah, how yeah. can we start going past that? Because I see that with so many people who I coach as new entrepreneurs, they're just fucking afraid mm. to show up for themselves. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was doing the work. I, first of all, you got to do the fucking work on yourself. So get a coach, work on your shit. Like if therapy is not for you, then find someone else, like find a coach or something, because we all have shit that happened to us or us, right, in our childhood, in our upbringing that causes how we do things right now. So if you got issues with relationships, work on that. If you got issues with money, hit you up, right? Like work on that, <laughs> because if you don't work on it, it becomes reactive, like something I got to do in the moment. So first, like work on your shit. Second, I remember when I was doing the work and I, I remember hearing a voice of like, Tú no te pusiste pintalabio. Tú no tienes la uña Tú no tienes la, la, la. your hair doesn't look good. My mother, right? You don't have lipstick on. Erica, where's your lipstick? And I'm like, damn, hi, good morning. Hi, mom. You know, I live in Australia. Can you say hi on the freaking FaceTime? <laughs> it's like criticando, like criticizing, right? And I realized when I was able to work on my shit, I could sit in my mom's shoes and be her. And look at the world in her eyes and fuck, can we do this right now in 2021? I think we all need to do this no matter what side we're on. Stand in the other person's shoes and see how they see the world. My mom was always getting criticized. My mom was always trying to people please and fit in. So according to her, to protect me and so I'm happy and safe, I should look nice all the time. I should care what they think. I should have a man who's going to pay for all my shit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so instead of being angry at your mom or your dad or society or the Latinx community, it's like, you know what? That's the best that they know. And that was their reality. But I realized that my giving a fuck came from her. So I went, no, no, no. You can have those fucks. I will keep the ones that matter to me. And I'm like, I actually don't give a shit. Like forever, I didn't do my nails because of her. I was like, yo no me vas a la uña. Yo no me importa de eso. I don't even care about nails. And my hands looking all ugly and I'm biting them. And I'm like, fuck you, mom. It was like a, a thing against her, you know, because she ingrained that into me. And I was like, no, she gets to have that. I give that back to her. Those are not my values. Those are my mom's values. Those are my grandma's values. Give it back to them. And you could do that in your head. You could do that in a journal. You don't got to tell your mom to go fuck off. You know, don't do that. <laughs> that probably won't work out. Don't be like me and Janice told you to do that either, okay? <laughs> yeah, please. You know, then I was like, this is mine. That's hers. Ah, cool. That's her values. I don't have to. And sometimes if we don't check in our values, we're walking around with what our mom and dad and grandma and auntie have to say, you know? Yo, that is a whole fucking word right there. Mm -hmm. I hope people heard that. I hope you replay that because we give too many shits about the opinions, the thoughts of other people, and we lose our identities and our voice. Yeah. And so then it's like you, you're 30 something years old, you're 40 something years old, and you don't even know like what the fuck matters to you anymore because you've mm -hmm. tuned out your inner voice and you're just showing up for everybody else except you. 
Yeah, it is because then you don't know if that's you, if that's someone else, or if that's something you should do. Like then you should, and then it's like you're constantly people pleasing, and then you're not happy because you're not doing what you want. You don't even know what you want. And I love that you said earlier, I don't know who I am. I love that so much. Oh my god! Like when people come to my events, I'll be like, I hope you never know who you are, and they're like. What? They're trying to write notes and like, well, what did she just say? And I'm like, yeah, I never want you to know. Like, I know who I am. Just be yourself. Worst advice ever. Who the fuck is yourself? My old self was very validation seeking. I don't want to be her. And this myself is not a billionaire yet. I don't want to be her forever. I want to be a billionaire <laughs> self. So it's like you're evolving and you, you're not stuck to an identity. So, yes, we hope that you never know who you are because then you constantly figure out who you're not. And that changes and evolves you, you know? Absolutely. Okay, so another thing that we have in common is we're entrepreneurs and Lord yes. knows it takes some cojones to show up and start doing this <laughs> shit. So let's talk about your journey into entrepreneurship. What are some of the biggest like limiting beliefs that you had to struggle as you started your coaching business? Yeah, well, I think I think the stupid Spanish girl thing, because, you know, being Latina and growing up in the hood and then living with the white people. And I'm not saying this to be racist, but that's how it was for me. It was like I'm living with white people. They had money. They had all that the education and I was not included. It was almost like they took me in like, bendito, let's take care of this little poor Spanish girl kind of thing. Or Cinderella. Yeah, like <laughs> and that wasn't them. That was my projection. Right. But that's how it felt for me. So I always had this like. When I get the opportunities in Australia, there's no Puerto Ricans, like none, zero. Yeah, I was about okay? to say, girl, I'm like, where send the hell do you buy some arroz con habichuelas over there? Seriously, <laughs> like, I'm like, mommy, send me some Goya cans, you know, I had to make my own fucking sofrito. That shit's crazy. I appreciate the grandmas now, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, when I get an opportunity to speak to a room full of like, you know, rich white women who I perceive as good and I perceive as better than me or whatever the stupid Spanish girl belief comes like you're just a stupid Spanish girl. And I wore my bamboo hoops and my pateles and coquito shirt just for you. Because now I realized that that thing I thought was bad in a country full of mainly white people and not a lot of Spanish people that I'm a fucking I'm the chili. I'm like the little spicy Tabasco that's their blend is fucking huevo sin sal. And I'm like, <laughs> I will be your chili flakes. You know what I'm saying? And instead yeah. of being like, oh, something's wrong with me. I use it, like turn it up. I will wear my bamboo hoops to these big ass conferences. People are in suits and I'm like, hey. And they're like, oh, she's so funny. <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, cool. Pay me. Like I could be funny to you. I'll do that. I will play that role. So it's like using the beliefs that we think are bad about us, like amplifying that, you know, and that's your suit. That makes you different, my love. That makes you not boring. And I'm not saying they're boring, but they probably bored with themselves. <laughs> and I'm trying to be like them, you know, and and yeah. they're trying to like, let's be who we are. So I think that's been the biggest. The second was I can't make any money. Like mm -hmm. I can't make money. I'm not good at math. I don't know my name. I'm just like a cute Spanish girl. Like, I don't know my numbers. I don't know how to do that math. Like, how do I do an Excel spreadsheet? Like, stop being the cute, dumb girl, ladies, please. Stop doing it because we put all the power in the men and our families already teach us that society already teaches us that, you know, like you can't figure that out. You can't do that. Money is bad. All that shit. Uh, that was one of my biggest ones was making money. And when I launched the business, this business, like I said, I was a stylist and I was doing a Monday to Friday. I was working for L'Oreal. I was making like 90 grand a year, Australian dollars. So it's not US, but I was making that money. I was a contractor, so I had to pay tax, okay? So that wasn't take home, but I thought it was. 
And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I, at the, on the weekends, I'm doing styling events. On the weekends, it was like a weekend hustle for five years, Janice. Like that's a long time to not follow your dream. Yeah. And when my second son was born, I had my son at home in, in, a, in my house. And my first was like a, a messy, traumatic cesarean. My second was a home birth. It was like a fucking meditation birth. It was amazing. My husband was like, I don't know who you became then, but you were like, mm-mm. It was like, mama bear, like, I ain't playing. I can do anything. And I said to him in the shower, ran down the stairs and said, listen, I'm wet in the shower. I'm like, I'm not going to go back to L'Oreal. I'm not going to do styling. I'm quitting my styling shit. I'm going to be a confidence coach. I want to do the inner fluffy bullshit, the thoughts and the feelings. That's what I want to talk about. And he was like, we have no money. We just had a second <laughs> baby. We bought a Volkswagen Tiguan fucking SUV. We rented a house that we couldn't afford and I wanted to buy furniture for it. Please don't do that. If it ain't your house, don't be buying big ass furniture. You don't know if you're going to stay there. I bought the expensive couch, all this bullshit. I don't care about renting. I love your reel that you said about that. I think it's a good idea. Like lifestyle, baby. You're going to die. Enjoy your life. So we're renting. We have a baby. We have no money. My husband's gym is dead because it's Christmas and people are doing stuff, not fitness, you know? And I'm like, I'm not going back to work. My husband's brown. He's Sri Lankan Portuguese. He turned white like me. He was like, what? And I'm like, I'm not doing it. It was like he was my dad, even though I never had a dad. I was like, I'm not doing it. You can't make me go back to being responsible. And I'm like, I'm going to hustle. Remember, I'm American. You know where I came from? I'm going to build this shit. You watch. And he's like, okay. And I literally listened to Gary Vee's uh, Crushing It, the audio book, while I was breastfeeding a baby, while I was watching a toddler. That shit makes me emotional because we had... <sighs> It was full on. We had no dollars. Like I was in the car one day, Janice, looking for coins to buy bread. Right. I was wow. like, fuck, we don't have money. What are we going to do? My husband's gym was dead. We had debt, like all this debt. And you know what the worst part was? We had worked. We had already paid for coaches and, and business coaching and retreats. So we knew we had the knowledge, but we weren't knowing we weren't doing what we knew. And it was so fucked up and like shameful to be like, we know better. And it wasn't even about my kids with their babies. Babies don't cost a lot of money is when they get older. We were just like, what are we doing? We're going backwards. We have no money. Like, what the fuck? And I said to him, I'm going to hustle. We're going to do this. And it was hustle. I'm not going to lie. I don't recommend hustling forever, but I fucking hustled that first year. I started doing events, selling my coaching at the end of the event, just one-on-one. -on -one. Cheap as fuck, by the way. Don't be cute. I know my worth, but I wasn't charging my worth because I didn't have any wins on the board. So I was charging like $97 for three sessions, some bullshit, right? Wow. $67 for a, a confidence masterclass with like $67, nothing, right? But I got eight women, then I had 12 women, then I had whatever. I booked out my one-on-one -on -one coaching and then I launched a group coaching program. And at the end of that year, we made $160,000. I made shit. I made $160,000. And I'm like, I am a stupid Spanish girl from Boston. What is going on? Belief break, belief break. It was like, what? Like no compute. And I'm like, holy shit, we can do this. The following year, we made $554,000. Like for my business. <laughs> yes, dude. Like we had no fucking money to buy bread. The bread was $4.50. I was looking for coins, but I knew like as an American, I was like, we got power. Like I'm not hanging my undies in the back of the fridge. Like we're okay. You know, like we're not bad. My husband's like, this is horrible. Cause he's Australian first world country. Y'all are rich as fucking Australia here. And I had been through the slums already. So I was like, this is nothing. I'm just going to hustle. And I'm telling you this because we cut everything. We had a payment plan for our electricity bill. We didn't, I didn't wear press on nails. We didn't go out to eat $50 fucking breakfast. We didn't do shit, but stay home. I got a side hustle from L'Oreal. I got a job from home selling shampoo. 
from home, $36 an hour. I was like, okay, just basic shit to pay things to stay alive. And that was the biggest, it just taught me what we were able to do. And I had to year two, not hustle again, because year two, we didn't have to hustle. And if you're not careful, that hustle keeps going and then you burn the fuck out, which I did. So that was my big lesson. Like sometimes you don't do it because you're comfortable as fuck. Sometimes you don't do it because you don't have to. And then life pushes your ass to the edge and goes, okay, you got to jump and the wings may or may not come. And you're like, fuck, off the edge of the cliff, hoping. And then <laughs> they, come, they come right before you smash the bottom, you know? And you're like, yeah. So yeah, that was big. Wow. That is amazing. Hold on. I got to, I got to, we got to clap that up because that is fucking <laughs> insane. Yes. Okay. We just landed and that's amazing. Okay. So I have so much to unpack there, but okay. So you make that 160 the first year and then you basically like 5X that. I imagine that when you not only repeat your success, but exceed your success, because I know that's happened to me. Yeah. I'm like, there's no fucking way I can ever do this again, right? It's that there was something in the water. I <laughs> don't know what the fuck happened, but there's no actual way that I'm responsible for this. What is that? Can you unpack that for me? <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I think it's a used to, we're used to getting some kind of miraculous thing. We're used to being like, oh, that was good and that worked, but th there's no system. And I think instead of, it's like the lottery, you know, they win the lottery and the people that win the lottery <laughs> within two years, they broke or worse. Yeah. If you make the money. That is inside your body. Like Janice made that shit. Like you built your audience. You built your business. You've built all the money that you've made. So even if God forbid you got hit, you hit your head on a rock and you got a little amnesia and you had to start fresh, everything inside of the cells of your body, remember, you got muscle memory, money memory, you know, like you could be like, 
I know what to do. I will do that shit again. And so that I feel like if you're in that trusting of I actually created all of this, what did I do? Let me Sherlock Holmes and go investigate. I did that. I did that. That worked. That was shit. That worked. That was shit. Okay, let's do all the things that worked and all the things that were shit. Let it go. And then it becomes like, I feel like it became simple. Like now in our business, we do less. And in the first year, I'm like, what are all the things we can do? You know, like, and when you make more, you do less, which is fucked. It sounds crazy, but you actually simplify your business and offer your clients less, offer less products, offer less touch points. And then it's like, then you could take the little bit that you offer and sexy it up and make it so incredible that the value is like your competitors or whoever's out there doing it can't do it because they're juggling 50 million things. So I think it's that just remember what you built. Like I did this, I did this, I made this. What did I do? What did I do that worked? What did I do that didn't work? And then remove what didn't and just keep doing more of what works and don't look at anybody else because I think we do that. I'm looking at people that are making multi-millions and I'm not there. So I got to do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that advice. Now, another thing I want to talk about is, so you had your first year success and then you were able not only to replicate and exceed it, but what are the lessons that you learned between the first and second year? I feel like I had a lot of scarcity on, you know, the shit that they say, like, make money when you sleep. I didn't believe that. I was like, <laughs> whatever. You know, I was like, whatever. That's bullshit. That's for some people, not for me. And I had, I'm not techie. Please stop saying that you're not techie. <laughs> stop saying it. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, you figured out how the fuck to download this podcast. That is called tech and you worked it out. Okay. So don't tell yourself you're not techie or that you're not good with shit like that because I have fingers and I go to Google, YouTube, watch a video and fucking do it. And that's literally that first year. I didn't have to do anything. It was profit. It was me and my husband. It was mainly me. And that was it. And then the following year when we had an online program, I got to get Kajabi. And then I'm like figuring out how to do a podcast. And I was doing everything myself. And I think the big jump was, oh, the tech is full on. There's a lot of tech and I need some help. I hired someone and I was paying her $80 an hour Australian thinking, wow. yeah, stupid. Okay. I think we spent $10,000 <laughs> our whole time. God bless you, Leanne. But I shouldn't have done that because that was not a good idea. But because again, stupid Spanish girl, I don't know this. I need help. We made some money. Let's spend it anyway. Who cares? And not having that track. I think when you make money, you think, oh, let's go. Like we got to have a capacity not only to create, but a capacity to hold, you know, a capacity to have like there's $80,000 in a bank account just sitting there doing nothing or in an investment account doing nothing or there's 5,000 doing nothing without you being like, what do I do? I got to buy stuff. I got to spend it. Like, no, let that shit sit there. And can you hold it? You know, so that was a big mistake is taking on a team. And then I think learning about how to scale. So I can only do so much. Now, how do I get more people and help more people, but still care and, and, and show up and be there and impact my clients? Because it was a life coaching program. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the learning how to scale watching, I watched a lot of YouTube. I watched a lot of webinars. I just all I do with my time, I don't know about you, is like I just look at how I can have a better business and how I can better my mindset. I don't watch fucking nothing else. I'm like, that's what we do. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, I'm cleaning the house and listening to a podcast yes. or I'm driving and listening to a podcast that, yeah. or in the fucking shower and there's a podcast on. Like I am a multitasker. Like I'm always going to be learning while I'm doing some other shit. We don't have time mm -hmm. to be like unitasking. <laughs> but that makes you be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I th I think I'm good, but what else? And and you just saying that is like, there's no way. 
there's your way and then there's that didn't work okay that way nobody has the code and what works for them doesn't like there's a lot of men out there doing masculine shit and they're making money more than women and they're killing it in business i hate that every time i join a mastermind or a group all the men i'm like where the fuck the ladies at and then the ladies are like masculine women and they're trying to be like the dudes but they're feminine but they're trying to be like and i'm like no oh god how do we do this and it's like if we continuously try to replicate that, or if we continuously think we're not good, then we don't get a chance to practice confidence and do it and make up our own way. They're just making that shit up. And if you have the confidence to do it, look at what you created and you just make it up. And none of my way is the way. It's just what I figured. And then if we keep doing this, we can share and become an example to other women, right? Other Latinas to be like, hey, you don't have to hustle and be a cleaner at the fucking shopping center because your grandma was. You know, nice. because you didn't go to college. I didn't go to college either. Saved me yeah. that money. <laughs> Yo, it's a scam. I'm just letting y'all know right now. <laughs> it's a do it, fucking do it. scam. <laughs> and this is from somebody who got two degrees. So I promise you, I know it's a scam. Wow. Uh, and the reason I know that is because I got two degrees and could only barely scratch the surface of six figures after 14 years in fucking industry. And somehow my business has created much more than that and wow. literally educated myself on fucking YouTube and Google. So yep. high that's five, it. Bro. High that's five. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's discuss some practical tips that you have for us to start to increase our confidence. Like what can we do maybe in the mirror, like at home to yep. start working on this and making this a practice? So something, the, the biggest killer of confidence, the number one is our own words. So like, how do you speak about yourself? I've said many times, I'm a stupid Spanish girl. And when I continuously tell myself that, if I hear myself say it and I catch it, then I can do something about it. But a lot of us go, oh, yo soy una estupida. I'm so stupid. Oh, no, I'm shy. Like, oh, I like confidence. I don't have confidence. Like, stop telling yourself you're not confident. The best thing you could do, you could do that yesterday, right? Like, if you could stop saying, I'm not, I will never, I'm just not good at money, blah, 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 blah. That shit is a self jail. It's like you against you in the mirror. And then you're like, I got to fight the patriarchy. I'm like, bitch, you got to fight your damn self. Like, forget about the patriarchy. <laughs> like, you got to fight your internalized patriarchy. Exactly. Mm. Yes. So I'm like, I don't talk about that. Not because it's not true pay gap. I'm like, no, I don't talk about that because you got to overcome yourself. We're so focused on out there. I'm like, come back in here, baby. Like, is that shit clean at home? No, fix that shit up. Because if you fix it, then no one outside of you can suppress you. But it's when we don't look at inside ourselves. Why are we letting that suppress us? It's fucking crazy. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so number one, watch the words that you say. Number two, the company that you keep, who you hanging out with. You know, who are you looking to? Are you asking your broke ass friend who doesn't believe in mutual funds or, or investing her money and she's broke about what to do with your money? That's not a good idea. Are you asking your mom about her opinion on your business venture idea when she's worked nine to five her whole life? Like, who are we hanging out with? Are we in good community? Do we have mentors and coaches and people that we look up to? And if you can't afford it, there is YouTube and you have a mentor on YouTube and you can listen to the podcast and shit. So Next. I think that, yeah, right? Like the company that you keep, we're in the era of information. There's too much information, not enough application. So if you could just find what you need and apply it, like you could kill it. And then the third one, I would say, I feel like one of the biggest things that kills us is that we care so much about what people think about us. So if you could just pay attention to who, when we're like, you know, they will say, I'm like, who is they? 
put a name. <laughs> it's your mom. It's your cousin. It's your sister. Like who is they? Okay. It's that person. Great. So identify what is it that you care about what that person's got to say? And what happens if you continue to care and not show up? Like what is it costing you to not show up? If I didn't do what I did, it would cost me a million dollars. It cost me my life, my joy, my happiness, my purpose. It cost me fucking everything when I don't get up and do what I want to do. It's not just $5. It's like my whole financial freedom, my children's ability to live a financially free life, my impact with my women. It cost me happiness. Like, fuck, we're like pursuit of happiness. It's costing you your happiness. So I, I want you to look at not so much I care what this person thinks, but what is it costing me to not show up? Make a list. It costs me this. It cost, Fuck, it's so much that I, just, it, I hope it shakes you out of your bullshit to go. It's so much less to actually go do what I want and let people have whatever opinion. Let them think what they want about me because I have to be happy for myself. Another thing that I think is really helpful. So watching your words, the company that you keep really trying hard to not give a fuck what anyone has to say about you because let them be wrong. Like they're going to think what they think, let them, right? Let that shit go. And then the next one is you have to do scary shit. You have to, like you have to. So there's a, in the book, there's a practice of confidence. It's like a five C's. It's like a choice. It's courage. It's create, consider, and continue. So it's like choice. What decision are you fucking avoiding that you know you need to make? You know it. It's in the shower. It's like, <laughs> go make it. Like write it down. Pretend to make it. It's going to be scary. Write down the choice that you have, that big decision. The next one is courage. Courage is about you being able to take action while you're shitting yourself. Courage is not like... <laughs> the lion in a fucking wizard of Oz. Like, Oh, I'm going to be no courage is, Oh shit. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm going to walk anyway. That's what courage is. If it's <laughs> yeah. horrible. Right. And then number three is create. So create is what can you do? What's one little step that you can create towards that big decision? I want to quit my job. I want to launch my business. I'm scared as fucking encouraged. Cool. What can you do? I can look for other work. I can research my ideal client. I can join you know, work with Janice. Okay, cool. There's a little step in create that you could take that's going to lead you closer, but it's not a big fucking action. It's a tiny bite the little toe of the elephant, right? Like the mm -hmm. little toe. And then number four is consider. So you took the action. You did that step. How was it? How was it? Was it good? Was it bad? Did you, did you fuck it up? Did you die? You know, but did you die though? <laughs> this is where people go. Did you fail or did you succeed? I'm like, no, you learned that that man in Las Vegas was not a good man. <laughs> what happened and you learned that's what you learned so how did that action go was it shit was it good adjust it's like number four is about consider and adjust evaluate and then number five is continue keep going again make that decision choice courage like if you don't continue when you fuck up what happens is you fall down you're cut you're bleeding it's a little cut and you're like oh no i'm on the floor everybody look at me and you don't get back up and then the more you don't get back up the more you don't take another choice and make a decision again that that gap of you doing nothing and being a failure and messing up gets bigger and bigger and bigger and there's like a fucking crowbar in your practice of confidence and you just came out you're out and you're like, I'm not confident. I'm like, no, you're just out of the practice. What you got to do is go back to number one, make a decision. What's the decision? Keep going. Like, so no matter where you are, one to five, and if you're listening to this, just check in. Am I in decision? Am I in a courage? I need to make, I need to be, I'm scared. Am I in create? I got to take a little action. Am I in consider where I got to look at how was my last action? Was it good or bad? Or I, am I in continue where I got to start again? And like you keep looping and looping and getting into this practice the people you love and you admire, most of them are in this. They're just doing it. They don't even know they're doing it with their eyes closed. So that's the kind of tangible thing that I would say if you're wanting to create it now. 
I love that cyclical nature of it because I really feel like it's a metaphor for life. Like it's not a linear path. It's yeah. just a circle yep. of decisions, consequences, actions, all those things. And it's just, that's the total sum of your life. So thank you for sharing. That's amazing. Thank you. All right. So I want to know, do you have some sort of money mantra? Yes, I do. <laughs> so uh, it's more money, more impact. Because they had like more money, more problems. And I'm like, no, I do not. Thank you, Biggie Smalls. I don't want to believe that. I want to believe the more money I make, the more impact I can have. And it's like, yes. So I have a mastermind, uh, like a group coaching program for coaches mainly life coaches, you know, sex coaches, people that work in the mindset space, not so much business. And a lot of it is about if you can make more money, that means you're impacting more people. And a lot of us have this shitty money mindset. So I'm like, how about you want to make a lot of impact? People are going to pay you for the value you provide. So then I, I want to like retrain them to think if I make more money, I can impact more people. And for me, that's worked like miracles. I really love it so much. Well, and I think it reflects your journey as an entrepreneur. So you made your first 160K, but I feel like you probably would have made more if you weren't in that like desperation mode, right? And yeah. so yeah. when you're desperate, you fucking show up desperate and people can feel that in your business. You price yourself below what you're worth because you're just like yeah. scraping by for every dollar. You work too damn hard. You don't say no to things that you don't even want to do, but you do them anyway because you feel like if you say no to them, then nothing else is going to ever fucking show up for you. So like it's important totally. that you need to have abundance in order to give. You mm. can't be scraping from the bottom of the fucking barrel and expect to show up as your best self. Yeah. And that abundance too, like for me, my coach told me like, you can't be going out there in scarcity. She's like, you need to get a side job. And I'm like, but aren't I supposed to be doing my business? She's like, yeah, you do your business and you work a side job. So I hit L'Oreal up and I basically pitched them a job that they didn't have that I knew they needed. So I added value to my old employer and said, hey, you need a concierge to sell shampoo when your sales reps go on holidays so they don't got to call the 1-800 fucking L'Oreal number. And it was like, yeah, we need that. So I'm at home. I'm breastfeeding. I look like a crazy ass mess, like a hot mess in a robe and shit like loca. And I'm breastfeeding my son and I'm selling Kerastase shampoo, which is very expensive shampoo. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, Kerastase, hang up the phone. You know, YouTube going off. <laughs> so it was like, lower your ego. If you want to build this business, can you work at a fucking gas station? Don't tell me there's no jobs. Go work at a gas station. I dare you. I would have worked night shift. I would have done whatever. And especially in Australia because they're bougie, right? They got a lot of money in this country. It's bougie <laughs> as hell. So I'm like, go work at a gas station. So she kind of slapped me across the face. So it's a good point you make that you're not just going to quit your job and build your hustle. Like that's a movie. No, boo, you got to feed yourself and the scarcity will come off you and it smells like people can smell it like a mile away. So have a job that gets you okay money just so you could pay your bills and shit and then keep yourself in creation. And what does that look like? That means you work harder. Yeah, it, it is. But like I said before, what makes you think you deserve to have this amazing, incredible life and you're not going to bust your ass. You're not going to go through hard shit. Like what? You have to. Okay. She just took us to church, y'all, because I feel like nobody wants to fucking hear that. It's mm. not supposed to be easy. If it was, then everybody would be fucking doing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Head shake and all that this in the snacks. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for your realness, because I think that's what people need to hear. It's like, if you want to live your dream life, it has to stop being a dream, and it needs yeah. to start having some fucking work behind it. Cause otherwise 
it ain't going to happen. And it is going to mean sleepless nights. It is going to mean sacrifice. It is going to be maybe, you know, like you gained weight like I did or because I stopped going to the fucking gym because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm either going to go to the gym or I'm going to work on this plan. And then at some point we'll get back mm-hmm. into fucking shape. Right. Like that's the hard yep. shit. Sorry. Yeah. I wish I could tell those. you we that we could skip that part, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no way. No, the sacrifice is like, you know, people be like, oh, I'm like, what are you doing on the weekend? So you bought a puppy. How much was that fucking puppy? Cool. Well, that was money <laughs> that you could have invested. Do you know, it's like we all I hate the thing. Like, I don't have money. One of the biggest excuses. I think I did a podcast about the top five excuses or some shit. And it was like, I don't have enough money. And I'm like. That is bullshit, okay? Because Netflix is $13 a month. And whatever that liquor and the cigarettes and the weed and the fucking shoes and the pedicure and manicure and nails and lashes, them lashes are expensive that y'all be putting on your faces. So clean that shit up. Look at how much money you're spending and you will be able to invest. Like we went into debt, Janice. Like I came to Australia with no money. I got a credit card, right? And then when I met my husband, I had a maxed out $8,000 credit card. I went with him and I'm like, what is this world of coaching and, and retreats and shit? I need to do this. And I'm in this session and he's reading the T's and C's. I'm like, fucking sign it. We need to do this. He's like, where are we going to get the money? He's like, I was going to use this money for your wedding ring. I'm like, I don't need a fucking $8,000 wedding ring. Are you crazy? I'm like, no. I'm like, what? I don't understand when people get wedding rings at a 50K. That's your fucking Kim Kardashian. Don't be bougie. Like, what are you doing? Spend that shit on, a, on your business or your house or whatever you want to do. So we took that money. We went to a retreat. We came home. We got another credit card. We refinanced his home loan. It wasn't even my house. We weren't married yet. And he, we refinanced his house. I wrapped him into my shit, right? And he was like, let's do this. We literally had 185000 or something of debt. But because of all that debt and because of that moment when I started my business, we not only have we paid and cleared that debt, but now we have investments. We got Bitcoin. We got money. We got like... We got staff. We got four women working for us and a team of VAs in the Philippines. Like I'm paying and helping other people and I'm still making an impact. So it's like, yes, I made a mistake by getting a credit card, but I would fucking do that shit again tomorrow and the next day and the next day because I knew that if I backed myself and I invest in my mind, that's the best asset is your brain. Invest in yourself. Even if you go into debt, like I'm not telling you to do it, but fuck, I would again. Because look yeah. at my brand, look at what we create now. Now I'm like, I can make the money just like you have it inside your body. You'll never be broke. Yeah. I think it speaks to the idea that like you have to have skin in the game. Yeah. And you really don't unless you are willing to take those risks and make those investments without the guarantee of a payoff. Sometimes mm-hmm. the only guarantee you got is like, we're going to figure this the fuck out. Yeah, you it. are the guarantee. <laughs> you better get to work. Like, you know, you are your own damn guarantee. Can you back yourself? It's like, psh, I'm going to do the work. I don't know about you, but if we sign up to something, I'm in the front row with my hands up clapping. Facts. I'm like, hey, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Squeezing the juice out of this. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Erica, you are such a badass. I'm oh, so here you. for everything that you do. And for folks who are listening to this conversation, they're just like, I need more. Where can we find you? And how can people work with you? Yes. So I am on Instagram like you 24 seven. So come and see me at the Queen of Confidence. (laughs) The podcast is the Confidence Chronicles podcast. It's all about confidence and standing in your power. 20 minute of me yelling and ranting at you and pumping you up (laughs) to believe in yourself. And then I have a, a mastermind coaching program called Scale Squad. And it's about helping coaches scale their impact, double their impact, double their income, make money, It's women. I love it so damn much. And it is for coaches, mainly the coaches that want to grow and scale and kind of do what we've done so that we can make more money and work less. That's it. And thequeenofconfidence.com. And tell us about your book real quick. 
Oh, yes. Confidence feels like shit. So you can get it on my website. I will send it from Australia with a cookie to you, signed copy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I need amazing. to send you the book, actually. And also the audiobook. So the audiobook's on my website. You can download it. There's a PDF. I read it and swearing. We go off script. It's a lot of fun. It's like a five-hour read. And it's on Audible as well. So check it out if in case you need some help in the confidence department or if there's a sister you know that needs, needs some help with it, I would love for you to share it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for the work that you do. And if you take nothing else away from this episode, just know that every single person that you admire is going through some shit internally. And the only difference between them and you is they said, I fucking feel it. And I'm going to go and deal with that and show up anyway. Thank you. Nobody is, nobody is, is getting away. Like we all lack, we all doubt. I still doubt myself when I'm leveling up like you, you know, I'm like, fuck, can I do this? Ted talk makes me want to shit my pants. I'm like, oh my God, can I do this? But so it's like, it's the, it's a part of it. It's an initiation. So thank you. I love you. Thank you for having me. I wish we could hang out. Damn it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if Australia, Australia ever opens up their borders, I'll be happy. You know, Girl, but y'all need to, <laughs> Someone like you I don't think. want us Americans over there. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best. 
On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.